Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Lynn S. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Monday, September the 27th, 2021. And we are continuing our study of the big book in the chapter Into Action, page 86, the second paragraph on awakening. Let us think about the 24 hours ahead. Today's readers are the 12 steps, Melissa W., 12 traditions, Terry S., and readers of the text, Pete E., Crystal P., and Nessa R. The reference numbers for yesterday, Sunday, September the 26th, special edition, 17815. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Melissa W. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Melissa. Morning, Lynn. Uh, Morning, everyone. This is uh, Melissa W., Grateful in New York, uh, Compulsive Overeater, 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, Melissa W. And Terry S. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, everyone. This is Terry S., newly arrived in Florida. 
the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you. Thank you, Terry S. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers mm-hmm. should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter Into Action on page 86, the second paragraph. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. Pete D., could you get us started, please? I can indeed. Yes. Good morning. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. Thanks for taking the meeting. Uh, On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance after, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. 
So once again, PP compulsively recovered today by God's goodness and mercy. You know, I love that this last paragraph and this paragraph is, is you know, we're super, super critical in, in, uh, in my recovery in Overeaters Anonymous because, you know, this clear cut direction uh, really provided clarity as to, you know, how I can, how I can, you know, these disciplines put in place on how I can structure my day to ensure that any of the substances, ingredients, or behaviors that cause the phenomenal craving do not get into my system, right? I, it gives me, it gives me, a, it gives me a tool that I can use so that I can take a look at my responsibilities outside of recovery and look at my, my, my responsibilities inside recovery and structure my day so that I can get everything that I need to get and ensure that nothing, you know, potentially harmful can get into my system. Right. So, you know, I always, you know, I, I you know, sometimes I, you know, I scratch my head because I hear these, you know, these things, you know, make a plan and God laughs and, you know, and these things propagated by the fellowship of Bible. And this is clearly saying, make a plan for the day, tw- the, the next 24 hours. Right. And I have to remember, like, if I, if I am, if I am thinking of, if I'm up in the morning and I'm thinking about yesterday or I'm consumed about the day before or the week before, then I'm living in resentment and fear and projection and all those things, right? So I'm asking God to clear my mind. And in the, ne- the next 24 hours are critical, critical 24 hours for someone in recovery. That's where I'm going to sit down. And I'm going to think about what are my nutritional requirements for the day? When am I going to eat? Where am I going to eat it? Who am I going to eat it with? How much of it, how much of the substances I'm going to eat, right? Where am I going to incorporate some of these tools and some of these resources that, the, that, that our program offers so that I can ensure that I remain in fit spiritual condition? Where can I be helpful, right? And I, I love the fact that it says that we, you know, God gave us, we, we have brains, we have intelligence, right? Because by this time, as we read in step 10, we will be becoming restored to sanity, right? We will be, uh, we will, we will now, we will now have the mental faculties that the creator put in place for me to be able to provide for myself and live this life without having to worry about bringing these substances into my body, right? So it's just a real, you know, black and white uh, structure or discipline that uh, I, I, you know, I like in the book where it says we like we allow God to discipline us through this through these practices, and I have found that these practices have been a substantial part of my recovery and one that I take extremely extremely seriously. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Pete, for getting us started. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience. We ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared yes Thursday or Friday, please step back and let others have their turn this morning. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Melissa C. Dara L. Rick J. Okay, let me tell you who I heard so far. Melissa C., Dara L., Rick J., 
Reggie O. Claire E from UK. Nessa R. Okay, Reggie great. O. I've got a lineup now. Thank you. Melissa C. Dara L. Rick J. Reggie O. Claire E. And Nessa R. Good morning, Melissa. Can you start us off, please? Hey, good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for taking the meeting this morning and for your service. Good morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, um, you know, I I know that we read this paragraph, you know, we read them in isolation, but it comes right after, like, this... Um, my inventory, right? Like my nightly, my nightly inventory, my nightly review, and I think it's important that that's that's part of the direction, and that when I wake up, you know, I um, I now can see, you know, I wake up in the morning, and those things from yesterday, although we don't drift into morbid reflection, um, they're kind of like my actionable feedback, you know, like in in teaching, you know. Um, when we assess kids' work, it's um, there's two types. There's formative and there's summative. And summative is like a final grade, you know, like that's it, that's your grade. And then there's formative, and that, like, helps us, um, you know, where we're going to go next, you know. So we don't, like, mark our inventory all over with red pen, but it's like, okay, where do I need to make improvement? And so I take this in hand, you know, in my morning prayer and reflection, and, yeah, I, I co-create a plan for my day. I ask God, come in here, you know, help me get rid of my selfishness, my self-centered thinking, my dishonesty, my fear, and, and help me. Now I can use my brain because it's cleared of my wrong motives, and I can make a better plan for my day. And so, like, what it looks like for me is I've had days of resentment, you know, over issues at work, the cleanliness of my building, it's on my last nerve. And the solution for someone like me is not to complain about it any longer, but it's to ask God to divorce myself from this sense, you know, this self-centered thinking, thinking that I deserve to have a workplace, you know, that meets my specifications, that's as clean as I want it to be. And what comes to me in my prayer and meditation is as simplistic as really get a mop. You know, bring the mop to school and teach your second graders how to mop the room. That is not a thought that came from me. I know that that's a thought that comes from God, but but my job next is to, like, get the mop and bring it. Um, thanks, but that I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Dara L., it's your turn, followed by Rick J. Good morning, Dara. Good morning. Um, thanks for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia and um, great lead, great shares so far. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking about this paragraph um, as it applies to someone like me who was always a list maker, right, and always wanted to get done what I wanted to get done all the time. Um, and what I hear in this paragraph and what I've experienced in recovery is that this isn't just about, you know, telling God or asking God what I'm going to do, 
But it's also about asking God, like, who should I be, right? Like, you know, God wants me to be loving and kind. And and my one right motive that I always know is the right motive, right, is to serve God and help others. And so if I go to my list, you know, my list of things to do for any given day, you know, um, it's really helpful for me to think about, like, okay, God, It is so much more important, I believe, you know, for me to be who God wants me to be than to get done everything that I think is important to get done. And, um, you know, and so every day I experience in this program, I I go to God in prayer and meditation and I ask, you know, what I should do for the day and who I should be. And, And I aim for perfection. I aim for spiritual perfection and I fail every day and I settle for human progress, you know. Um. And that's okay. I mean, I think for me, that's how I learn humility is to really go to God and say, you know, God, I am willing to do your will. And then when things come up, you know, when I think these are the important things and and something happens, you know, I'm able to ask God to support me in course correcting. And I love what was shared too about how this comes, you know, on the heels of retiring at night. I can't tell you all, like every morning, almost every morning I wake up with 10 steps. Like it didn't occur to me the day before um, some of this stuff, the gunk, right, you know, that's in there the uh, emotionally and mentally and spiritually. Um, and then I wake up and I'm like, okay, God, you know, who should I be and what should I do? And and then God, you know, shows me what's standing in the way. And often it, it's, it's anger, it's resentment, it's fear, it's, you know, whatever it is. And so I just love that, you know, this gives me the tools to build a relationship with a power greater than myself that I believe lives in me, um, or in others and around me. And, um, and I don't, you know, I, I don't know how to have relationships with God, with people, with myself. Um, but these spiritual disciplines teach me that and they teach me God's love. You know, the fact that every day, I wake up, I ask for my marching orders, I do my best, and my best is never good enough, and God loves me, and I love me, like, that's a miracle, because I got to tell you, in the disease, it was the reverse, I'd wake up every day, I think about exactly what I wanted to get done, go about doing exactly what I wanted, and I hated myself, Um, and with that, I'll pass, and thanks so much for your service again. Thank you, Dara L. Rick J., it's your turn, followed by Reggie O. Welcome, Rick. Hey, good morning, Lynn. Uh, thank you very much for leading the meeting. My name is Rick Jay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. This um, this paragraph uh, inspires me so, so much. Um, for me, this is uh, riding that rocket into the fourth dimension. Um, you know, when I'm looking at my review from the night before, like has been mentioned, you know, the last words uh, in that previous paragraph, you know, we inquire what corrective measures should be taken. And, you know, when I'm doing that nightly review, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm inquiring and praying about the, uh, the corrective measures, you know, I, I start my day in corrective measures too. Like is from the night before I've looked at that review and, and this is where it talks about in the 12 and 12 and step 11, you know, where when these two steps, 10 and 11, are logically related and interwoven, the result as an unshakable foundation for life. And I'm finding that to be true. So that's step 11 nightly review. It's a nightly review. It's an inventory at the end of the day. And 
when I start this day, you know, I'm starting my life over again. That's kind of how I see that. And I want, this is my life. If I'm living one day at a time, I'm, I'm starting my life over this morning. And, and I look at that review from, from last night and, you know, the words thinking and thought life, you know, they're all in here and I'm strengthening that connection with my higher power. It's not just about improving our conscious contact. You know, that's what the step is about, prayer and meditation, improve that conscious contact, you know, and it's strengthening that connection. It's all about that strength of connection and, and connecting to the power that's solving my problem, but it's, it's about the spiritual transformation. It's like a flower that continually is, you know, is unfolding, is, is blossoming, and you're seeing more and more of this gorgeous petal coming into view. And this morning, you know, I was looking at my review from last night, and I I was having some selfishness and, and um, some resentment about this annual beach trip in October I do with a bunch of uh, friends that uh, we do every year in the Outer Banks, and I will be helping my parents move. And I was just feeling a little grief because I realized that I'm going to be helping my parents. And, you know, and my corrective measures for that, after I discussed that with someone, um, I am going into this day with gratitude. And it was all about being able to show up for my parents today. You know, it's it's a second thought. It's a new idea. I live in a world of first thoughts and old ideas. And that's where that comes out in that nightly review. And now I'm starting my day with my higher power. My thinking is going to be directed. It's not just about little things to do today. It's about who I am, what I want to be. But it's remembering that I'm no longer running the show. This Hi, God please. of my understanding is. And that's how I'm connecting to this God this morning is through this uh, morning meditation and connecting it with last night's review that I passed. Thank you, Rick J. Reggie O, it's your turn, followed by Claire E. Please go ahead, Reggie. Thank you, Lynn. Thanks so much for your service this morning and everybody that's on the line. <clears throat> My name is Reggie O. I'm in Texas and uh, recovered very, great, very gratefully so today. And, um, <clears throat> you know, some of you have heard me share, I think, one or, once or twice over the past couple of weeks about uh, the situation with my uh, sister. My sister passed this past Thursday, and her funeral was uh, yesterday. And I will have to say, t- I don't think there was a day that went by and the, the, there was, the, what, the four-plus weeks that she was on a ventilator that I did not get up on awakening and ask God to direct my thinking. I am so grateful that I had picked up these steps and had moved out of the relapse that I was in and into recovery sometime before she did, before this all happened. And you know that, you know, ask God to direct my thinking, remove it from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. I happened to be invited to a do be a part of a gratitude group about a month before um, uh, Rhonda uh, passed, I guess, and uh, or maybe a little bit before. And, you know, it was amazing to have that to look for every day. I consider gratitude to be the opposite of self-pity. So there was always something to be grateful for in every single day. And the, the, you know, I had done my, uh, in the ninth, ninth step, there's this part about, you know, relationship ideals. And 
I got to live my relationship ideals <clears throat> um, with my sister, not in the not in, not in a way I would have wanted to, but it, you know, for two for a few months before she passed, uh, I was doing that, and every single day, uh, almost I was on Zoom in the room with her, and I was able to open my heart and tell her, you know, just shower her with all the love I felt for her and and she was an amazing human being at which she was really a very loving loving person and um uh it was oh and yesterday this this thing came to me I think somebody mentioned it this morning but uh the the special edition person uh said you know what do I want God to do for me it was this question she had and I wrote automatically to make me into the highest version of what and who I was created to be and to do that unselfconsciously and then it automatically came to me and that's one way that I can honor my sister is by stepping into that because she always saw me that way she you know that was that was how she held me and you know I would never I, I just I will miss her dearly can't imagine the world you know the world without her in it but I am so very grateful for these steps and for living this program for doing this every day uh, uh, every day uh, and yeah and I think I will just pass for that. I couldn't have gotten through it. And I will say that I, I didn't go to her funeral, uh, which I couldn't. There were It was circumstantial. But um, I, I got a call listening to the special edition yesterday morning, a uh, service call, which I called back. And uh, I listened to the special edition. I had a sponsee in the afternoon that just needed some attention. And I, I did all that because I knew that the service would 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 help and that's that's not who that's not who I used to be so thank you and I will pass thank you Reggio Claire E it's your turn followed by Nessa R good morning Claire hi there everybody thanks so much Lynn for your service and um to everybody that shared so far I feel like a bit of a spiritual amateur um coming in to share today um, but it's good to be here and to connect um, and to listen to a live meeting. And, you know, I read this paragraph every day. Um, I read these pages every day. I um, I think for me, the most important thing in this particular paragraph is this prayer, you know, and it's an immediate thing, you know, on awakening before anything else gets in there. And that's because my, my thinking is self-piteous, self-seeking, self-reliance, dishonest. And, you know, I need to ask straight off that, that, that straight out of the, um, I don't know what the thing was, the horse racing, but, you know, straight off the, of the gates that I need help right at the start of the day. Um, and, um, and it is an awakening thing. You know, and ask God to direct my thinking. Um, when I sit down and do my meditation, it can very, very easily, when I'm considering my plans for the day, just be a massive overthinking exercise with my eyes closed. And, um, you know, that's not helpful. What is helpful, though, um, as, as has been shared already, is to make an actual plan, you know, a, a food plan. You know, what am I actually going to eat today? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Do I have enough rest in? That's something I've really um, got to consider. Um, I'm, I'm a person who tends to go on a lot of steam. That's got me into a lot of trouble before in terms of being overtired and too, too, taking on too much. Um, and I love the word consider because it's just bringing it to God, you know, here, God, this is what I think I should do today. What do you think? You know, what do you think? Help me just to see, you know, where where this is absurd and where this is not. Um, 
and I love that because it tells us first to ask and then it tells us to listen you know the next paragraph will go on about you know relaxing and taking it easy and to listen so I can ask and I can listen and you know to anyone that's new to prayer I mean when I was first around and first doing the steps and prayer and meditation it sounded terribly religious to me I didn't like the idea um, but, you know, as I said on at the top of the page, you know, some real definite and valuable suggestions. We can ask, we can listen, and then we can bring in anything we want to bring in. You know, we can we can do any sort of prayer meditation practice that we want. But this morning routine for me is an absolute staple. It's like brushing my teeth. It's like having my breakfast. I am very, very unhinged if I don't get this morning routine in my day. Um, and I absolutely love it. It is the anchor of my day and it sets me, sets my the whole tone of the day as a recovery day. You know, today I'm, I'm making a statement. I want to be in conscious contact with my higher power. I want to be in recovery, you know, and, and this is how I start doing it. Um, and I will leave it there. Thank you very much. Thank you, Claire E. Nessa R., it's your turn. Welcome, Nessa. Hi, good morning. This is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, I love this paragraph. I love all the paragraphs in the big book. But um, step 11 is when I finally have access to my solution. You know, my solution is obviously God, and I need to make use of that access in order for my recovery to endure for my days to go well. And it starts, um, my, my day starts on awakening, as I said before, it's as soon as I regain consciousness after a night, uh, after a night's sleep. It's not after, you know, I have showered and dressed and had breakfast and made breakfast for everybody else and had lunch and it's on awakening. But the big book doesn't say I have to spend three and a half hours meditating right then. Like what I do is actually quite short I just I don't even open my eyes and I say you know what I thank you God that you have given me a mission and you have you have you have you trust me that I can execute that mission is that and that's why you have uh, given me you know one more day and that's really all that it needs um, to be done um, bring God into my life from the very very first moment of the day and then it says consider our plans for the day and I, I, I look at the word hours. Why is it hours? You know, like God's going to throw me curveballs, you know, so it's not my plans. It's maybe God's plans. And so what I say when I consider my plans for the day, because like a lot of people, I wake up with a to-do list like three miles long, you know, it's a to-do list for one day that would take a normal person to do maybe like in three months. I don't know. And so I say, you know what, God, these are my plans for the day, but it's your day. My time is your time. So if, if um, you know, you have different plans for me than what I have for myself, please, you know, give me the, the strength, the ability, the willingness, the flexibility to, to switch gears. And, you know, there are days when I don't do that. I, I don't do the meditation. I don't, you know. Takes, takes a few minutes. I don't even know why sometimes I skip it. And that day, it's like, my gosh, it's a collision course course with everything and everyone. And so it's very important to me that I get grounded right from the get-go that this is about God. It's not about taking items of a list so I can feel that I've accomplished. You know, I accomplish when I do God's will. And I need to, um, I need to sear it into my mind from the very first moment and it just takes me like, you know, a, a couple of minutes, you know, like, you know, instead of hitting the snooze button, 
um, I just, you know, talk to God and then listen to God. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later this morning, we are continuing our study of the big book and the chapter into action. We're on page 86, the second paragraph. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared Thursday or Friday, please step back this morning and let others have a turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Marissa A. Judith S.P. Sandy Ashton Oh, sorry. I got Tamara C. There was somebody A, Judith S.P., and Sandy S. Who was the uh, person with the last initial A? Marissa A. Thank you. Anyone else? Barbara B. Okay, our lineup is Tamara C, Alex. Marissa A, Judith S P, Sandy S, Barbara B. And who was that last voice, please? I didn't catch your name. Okay, we'll go with that lineup. Tamara C, can you start us off, please? Good morning, Lynn. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Oh, hi. Good morning. Thank you for your service. This is Tamara C. in South Carolina. I'm going to try to quiet myself before I share. Um, I just wanted to share something that I heard this weekend um, from an AA speaker that I found really uh, inspiring and, frankly, so practical. And to me, it really relates to this. Uh, particular paragraph, um, you know, what, what the speaker was saying was, you know, if we have a broken tooth, we go to the dentist. If we have something wrong with our car, we go to the the mechanic. Um, you know, we think about selfishness, self-centeredness, there we think is the root of our problems. And, you know, this paragraph talks about, you know, after all, God gave us these, these brains to use. Um, I think I'm getting a little flustered on the whole thing here, but you know, when you think about going to a doctor with a broken arm, um, you know, you have everything needed for your arm to function, except it's not functioning. So you bring it to the doctor. In the same way, um, you know, I have self-will, I have uh, a brain to use, and it's not uh, functioning properly. You know, I end up being selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid. Um, So the point this speaker was making was about, you know, the fact that, you know, when something is not functioning properly, yet we have all the ingredients that we need, 
in order to function properly, we bring it to uh, whoever can help us fix that thing, or excuse me, whoever can fix that thing, really. Um, so I go to God with a broken self-will every morning, and I say, listen, if left to my own devices, I am selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid. You know, direct my thinking today. Um, and for me, it's like I have to constantly uh, be putting my hand in this higher power's uh, care and direction. Um, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm lucky if I get two seconds in. But at least I can start the day with that. Um, and this paragraph tells me that, you know, at least I've, I'm, uh, I'm, I have a better chance of running a, running a uh, less selfish day if I place my, um, my brain uh, in the care of a higher power. So, yeah, I just thought that was such a practical uh, way of looking at it. You know, self-will is broken, and I bring it to the, to the only thing that can, that can uh, fix it, you know, and make it function properly uh, in this world. Um, you know, I, I don't uh, otherwise run so, so well. So thanks for letting me share, and thank you for your service, Lynn, this morning. Thanks. Thank you, Tamara C. Marissa A., it's your turn, followed by Judith S.P. Welcome, Marissa. Hi, I'm Marissa. I'm from Fort Myers, Florida. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Uh, I, this, this paragraph is on awakening. <clears throat> uh, I do every day. I've been doing it for several, several months, and it's so fascinating to me that even though you may do this every day, every day you get reminded that you could have forgotten. Somehow it's easy to wake up and go right into everything else that you might even forget to do this prayer, which you'd think it would become automatic. You'd think that your body would become, uh, you would start to memorize it. It would become muscle memory in your brain to get right to this prayer. And still I'm surprised when I'm like, ooh, I better do this because I almost forgot, which just goes to show that if you don't purposefully ask, to be divorced, have your thoughts divorced from self-pity or self-seeking or dishonest, you might, you're not going to do it in the better way. You're going to have those impure thinking processes. And in a time of technology now, and in a time of, for me, a young family with young kids and a Google calendar, it's quite easy for me to jump right out of bed and look at my Google calendar. What do I have to do? What do the kids have to do today? What do I have to do to work? What are the errands I have to run? So if you can do that automatically, that's, that's always very simple. I would like this prayer to become as simple. And, you know, I'm just going to keep trying. Every morning I need to say this prayer. And part of the, the paragraph today that stuck out to me was the part about mental faculties so that you can, move, you can employ your mental faculties with assurance. Assurance is a tricky word because... For me as an overeater and a little bit of a people pleaser and several other character defects that get in there, I need to say it and ask for help so that I can employ my faculties with assurance, with, with confidence, because it's very easy for me to be unsure, uncertain, uh, waver with a commitment. It's very natural for me to not want to commit just in case. 
right? That's what, that's who I am. Just in case I'm not going to commit to a plan. I'm not going to commit to a food print just in case something comes up. And it's a very uh, tough habit to, to break and ask God to help me with. To, to, it's very easy to take my self-will. And so this is a very important practice for me every day. I also like what someone said, which I started realizing. This paragraph is a, in the morning, what are you going to do moving forward during the day? But also it allows you to identify and assess previous yesterday's work. So even though you're doing this at night, the night before, I also have started in this morning before I say this, I also start with gratitude. What was I grateful for about yesterday? You know, we're not going to think about yesterday, for, but just for a quick second, what am I grateful for that I did yesterday? If I didn't talk about it last night, Time, I'm grateful. Thank you. I'm grateful for this that happened yesterday. And now today, I'm asking you to divorce my thinking from these motives so that I can move forward with assurance. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Marissa A. Judith S.P., it's your turn, followed by Sandy S. Please go ahead, Judith. Good morning, everybody. Uh, This is Judith S.P. from Maryland. And Lynn, thank you, everybody. Thank you for your shares. So grateful to be here. Um, Thy will be done. I'm not running the show anymore. Uh, Thank God. Thank God. And... uh, Having uh, come through being a compulsive overeater for many, many years and coming into recovery a number of years ago, but finally putting my feet on the ground and my heart in the air and doing the steps, I have now been recovered since May 18th or working on recovery. I started my recommitment. With that said, I'm in an experience of full transformation. The layers are peeling away, and I am getting to really connect with the me that God created. And in the mornings, I would literally or figuratively still do, put on my running shoes and start going. Start going. I used to want to go as fast as I can. Now I just want to get up and not get injured and finish the run. But when I start my day with God and with this prayer and with my gratitudes of abstinence for yesterday and looking forward to my uh, day generically, not in detail, I'm allowing myself to pause and start reworking with God in front of me and in me, my inner self, that place inside that quiet voice that needs to be lovingly supported to be with me throughout the day. And this morning around 10 o'clock, I'm going on a two-day road trip with my daughter and four- and three-year-old granddaughters. Wow, God's going to be leading me on this one. I'm going to take some of my food, but some of my food is going to be out in the world, or I'm going to have to improvise. And I know God will take care of me because I am clearing away the wreckage day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment, not perfectly, but progressively to have that connection and that light with God be clear. Because without that, 
it doesn't matter how much I try to do, it doesn't matter how nice I try to be, it's not going to be an organic transformation that helps me live in love and kindness and tolerance, and most importantly, giving more than I receive. Being able to be of service to my daughter, granddaughters, the hotel, whomever I meet along the way. It's not about Judith going away and have a fun-filled two days to come home and tell everybody, boy, I did ba 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 Time, so, please. I am grateful. Thank you all, and uh, blessings. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Judith S.P. Sandy S., it's your turn, followed by Barbara B. Good morning, Hi. Sandy. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Oh, now we can't. Sandy S., please press star one to unmute. Yeah. Hi, this is Sandy S. from Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Asheville, North Carolina. Wow. Um, I haven't been on the line in about a week or two because I have never experienced what I'm experiencing now with my husband. Um, Definitely God is working in my life. Um, I have about six or seven doctors to coordinate with today. My husband is 87 and a half and has multiple conditions that he could die from in a day or two or survive. And finally, after feeling suicidal because I couldn't do what was expected of me and I couldn't give up either, and I've definitely been working the steps, um, I really found relief it's been gradual, but, you know, I've really been directed to healers, like the same energy I put into overeating, and I was an intense overeater. I have put into my healing and being a healing factor in my husband's life, and this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, coordinating with all these doctors, different opinions, life and death, not being dramatic, this is life and death, I was told. And all I can pray for, and this is all I can do, is pray for the next right action, take it. And I don't believe I'm selfish, self-centered, self-seeking. I believe I'm in terror. And I really ask God every day, from the bottom of my heart, to the degree that I would go for food, I ask for God's help to relieve me of the fear and direct my attention to what he'd have me be. And it's always the same. Tell the truth. Be open to miracles. And the miracle for me is can I be a loving presence for myself and my husband? And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sandy S. And Barbara B., it's your turn. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you. This is Barbara B., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Massachusetts. There's so much in this paragraph that speaks to me, and I can start right at the beginning with the call to 
making plans for the day after after beginning with prayer. Well, I have to remember that I'm called to live in this way of life 24 hours a day. So that means letting go of my old way of the three-month plan, the three-year plan, you know, that time action management course. All of that didn't work because my defects and my return to compulsive eating always just put a, a wrench in that in that plan. Whereas with God and with others and with my best self, I can live today in a fullness. And the, the inventories take care of the wrong motives. So when I want to go to being a martyr or being the savior of the world or carrying the world myself and everybody else, the program calls me away from that. And I also love the attention to the fact that, as it says, you know, uh, in wisdom readings, you know, pray as if everything depends on God, but work as if everything depends on you. So there are, there is the call in this paragraph to uh, use the brains that I have so that I'm not just waiting for guidance completely, whereas I'm taking my part. I'm being in action, being the magic word. And I love also the remembrance of the saying that I have to pray but row the boat ashore. So I do have to do the actions. I do have to do the actions, but not motivated by uh, self-propulsion, self-will, selfishness, fear, anxiety, all that other stuff that the uh, the inventories and the 12 step help to be lifted. So I'm very thankful for, for the look and the look at this and the sharing and I pass. Thank you, Barbara B. We have time for maybe two more shares who would like that time, please. Vasa O. Out. Alice A. Perfect. Thank you. We have Vasa O and Alice A. Please go ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa. Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater Calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And this is a good reading again, you know, pray and meditation. And I need to be reminded. And uh, for me, I... Once I surrendered with the food addiction, three decades more than that, and it became like a like a way of life. I do not start my day without getting on my knees. I have I feel very comfortable getting on my knees. At the beginning, it was very I didn't want anybody to get to see me getting on my knees. But today, my husband can walk through the door, and I'm okay if I'm into my, my prayer and meditation. And I just do what's working, what has worked all these years, and I do not get on my knees before I go to bed and just thank God for the day that uh, I had. Uh, and I do also look at yesterday, and I thank God for what you know God gave me to do, and I did whatever I needed to do, and uh, give me the power, the strength, the wisdom. And I don't. I used to spend a lot of time in prayer and meditation, but sometimes I don't. It, it takes only a few minutes for me to get on my knees and say my prayer and ask God to direct me, what, he, what, he, what is his will for me to do for the day, and I just go on. I don't, you know, 
I don't sit there, you know, God gives me things to do. And I love doing stuff. I love doing, you know, sponsoring. I love um, cleaning my house. I love my cooking. I love taking care of things. It makes me feel good. And it's amazing that the, the energy from my age that I have, it's amazing, you know. And um, I never, never thought I would see where I am today with the food addiction, how I never thought I could put certain things down and survive for the next 35 years without it. Oh, my God, I've, it's so much better, my life in every area. So I love the 11th step, you know, and I do spend time with, um, you know, my higher power, sometimes longer and sometimes not as long. But I never forget it's a routine to get on my knees and just ask God to give me the direction. And sometimes, it, you know, I have plans and God interferes there. It's okay. That must not be my will, God's will. I need to do this. So it's okay to break my plans. It, I love listening. I don't get on the meeting to share as long as much, but I learn so much for every, from everybody. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Oh, Alice A., welcome. Press star one to unmute, Alice. How's that? <laughs> okay, this is Alice A., um, a grateful, recovering, compulsive eater. And, you know, I have to preface what I'm going to say with the fact that I had been in relapse many times, but this last time was really bad. And I think what brought me out of it was I heard somebody say, the war is over, I surrender. And that's what I needed. I needed just to totally surrender, feel like I've been at war for so long with myself and the world. Um, Today, I wake up in the morning and I say, thank you, God, for allowing me to wake into this wondrous world that you have created. And my quiet time in the morning and looking at what my day is going to be and turning it all over to him. And like somebody else said before, I have to take the action. Um, And I think with that, I'll pass. I'm just happy to be back. I haven't listened in a while. I've been doing some other Zoom meetings. But so happy to be back in the big book. And thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Alice Thank you to everyone who shared, and thank you to Marvelous Team Monday for their contribution to our meeting this month. Melissa W., Terry S., Pete B., Crystal P., Nessa R., Chris G., and Maria F. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for this morning, Monday, September 27th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 17817. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Crystal P., would you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. 
Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.